Hello friends, it's probably Thursday, it could be any time in the future, maybe you're listening to this in the year 2080. How is it all going? Hope you guys are doing well. Bit hot, I'm guessing. We are here with Georgia Mack from Camp Cope, solo as well. She put out an amazing song called Joe Rogan a few months ago. Very zeitgeisty, very cool person. Loving uh, your conversation with us today and we'll continue it now when we ask you, Georgia Mack Gold Sounds, about music that hit different for you. What was the first song? that you remember as a kid that really made you think, wow, what is this? It's by Linkin Park. Sure. And it's from the album Hybrid Theory. It is a really good song called One Step Closer. Everything you say to me, guess we was a step closer to the edge and I'm about to break. Anyway, so, so my, first CD I, my first CD that I ever got was Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. <laughs> it, was, it was for my, it was for my uh, sixth, Fifth birthday. My wow. fifth, fifth birthday. That's going my hard. Go birthday, hard to go home. My mum got me a CD, or my parents got me a CD player with one CD, and it was Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. So you listened to that how many times? I listened to that every single night falling to sleep. And I wonder why Long I am the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get a more, like, what's that? We're talking, like, early 2000s? Late nineties, early two thousands is like yeah, you get a like, more like hybrid 2000s. theory. It's like yeah. it's like Tasha Tana calling your album Flow State. Like it's just it's a moment in time, mm. perfectly named moment in time. Um yeah. and did you see them on Rage? What was your connection? How did of course you I did. I watched the, I'd get up really early on Saturday morning and go watch the film clips on Rage of them like, you Same. know upside down and I'd, you know. It just I don't know, I just I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love Linkin Park. A bit naughty Park. too. And watching Rage it always feels just a little bit naughty. Yeah. Just it feels a little yeah, bit Yeah, I felt a bit naughty. Edgy. I was like, oh, they're going to, they're going to like, when my parents up. are going to, you know, wake up and come tell me to go back. That to was my thing. I was just like, oh, I, you know, I have to watch it at a certain volume. So like, I don't wake my parents up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like the dread of like you turning on the TV, but like, is the TV going to be loud? And is it going to like, yeah, something before you can turn it down? Yeah. The best is at the start. Totally. This is tonight's episode of Rage. <clears throat> Adult themes, sexual references, <laughs> mild horror. And it just keeps on going. There's yeah. <laughs> like eight different things, you know. So good. Ex- expletives. Uh, what else? What came next? Was it a Rage moment? What did you remember seeing on, on Rage? What else? Um, Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Oh, my God. Can you sing that song for us too, please? If I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? <laughs> you know absolute oh week made friday so, made you know you so and i are welling up here i'm not shooting you but no it's like it's it's a very visceral memory because i remember you know around that time you know you, you could have music like linker park you could have three doors down you could have fucking creed that was the sort of music that was at the top of everything. Like you could not get away from with arms wide open for a very long fucking time. Mm. Yeah. Everywhere. Like back in the day, they just threw money at bands that are like, if really someone were to put this did. out now, if someone were to put out this song now, like people would just be like, what the 
fuck are you doing? Totally. Yep. And they'd be, totally. Playing at, they'd be playing at the tote to 30 people, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Residencies at the old bar yep. on yeah. Sundays, you know. Fifteen of them are in the beer garden. Going, <laughs> what is that racket? <laughs> no, it's, it's a beautiful wild. moment. It's so Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, all these bands, Pearl Jam. You know, instead of that, that aftermath of bands that weren't quite Alanis as good. Morissette. But, yep, yep. Yep. All this kind of angst and uh, you know, it's very stylized clips and baggy jeans and all kinds of things that um, mm. that added up to all that. What was next, G Mark? I don't know the Lizzie McGuire soundtrack from the movie. <laughs> Mm. What was in that? Uh, it had the song that goes, "Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of." Yes, and isn't that amazing? Like you know, we can go from, especially if you know we're going up in that in that period, like going from like you really sort of angsty, your angsty couple of years, and then like flipping into like the High School Musical soundtrack or like the Lizzie McGuire soundtrack, and being like almost Sasharin type of pop is exactly where I need to be right now as like mm. a preteen coming I just, up. I just love Such an interesting time to grow up. Atomic Kitten. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, even, stop. What else? Because I feel like we have lost that real holding a CD of a soundtrack and it becoming a whole different thing to the, to the actual film, that experience we had at home. Mm. You know, like the Sleeps in Seattle soundtrack growing up, Romeo and Juliet, Forrest oh. Gump soundtrack. All these things where you'd hold and you sort of share around with your friends and your family and the sequencing as well. So you'd yeah. just be expecting the next track. And what else is on the uh, on the Lizzie McGuire episodes? Vitamin C. Vitamin C? <gasps> by... Oh, my God. Stop. Uh, graduation by oh. Vitamin C. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking. I mean, of course, like Hilary Duff is on it. What's the yeah. Hilary Duff song? Why not? Do you remember that, Georgia? <laughs> of course I do. Why not take a, a crazy karaoke. chance? Why not? Do a crazy dance. I can't mm. understand it when you when you just say it though. Why not <laughs> take a crazy chance? Why not do a crazy dance? So good. Someone's gonna sample this and make the most amazing dance remix. Mm. That or, what you just did for us then. Or blackmail me. Only fans. That was a good soundtrack, actually. Well done, you. Well done, you. And do you remember, did you go and see, you saw that film in the cinema? Of course I did. I went and saw it with my nana. I bet you went and saw it at the Riverly. Oh, the one in fucking Campbell. It was either that, I either saw it there or I saw it, there was a cinema, there was a Palais Theatre in Baldwin. Palais Theatre, Palace Cinema in Baldwin. Palace Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it was one of them. I kind of lived in between them. With your nana, you say? Yeah. And did she dig it? I don't know. I don't know what that woman enjoys in life. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I sure it was that. Comes along the way. Yeah. I think it was nice. It was nice for her to spend time with me. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Fans love that shit. Yeah. Excellent. I love it. Yeah. And so, so pop music is sort of grabbing you at this stage. You're at around the age of what? Uh, seven, six or seven, I'm going to say. So we've done 15 minutes, we're only up to age seven. This is good shit. This is going to be a good bonus episode. Um, okay, <laughs> so was and then, seven years and two months? <laughs> okay, and then it was mostly like Blink-182, Simple Plan, Green Day. Mm-hmm. And what then Simple was, Plan were you into, um, specifically? The song that goes... Can't you just go somewhere on vacation? 
I could book your flight and pack your bags if you want. So good. Tune, tune. And one way to get out of my life watching me fly away. I never liked you. It's brutal. Mm. Amazing, Larry. I mean, it's very powerful stuff, and you it's hitting you with this high production, a lot of money thrown into it, mm. and you're singing, and it's, it's someone saying, wow, Georgia has a really good voice. How is this developing? Oh, like I was always singing, and my dad would make me take me into like this because he had a studio, take me into the studio and make me sing songs because he was a fucking psycho like love him love him so much he was completely insane um and then i started learning guitar when i was 10 and i remember getting up on stage with him at a pub and playing good riddance by green day and he sang it and i just played guitar wow what which pub memory um it's in carlton it used to be called pug mahones and now it's Mm -hmm. i don't know it's on the corner one street and another street (laughs) It's about honestly, it's about two hundred meters from where we are right now. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And when did you grab the mic? Um, in year six, and I played "Good Riddance" by Green Day in front of my entire <laughs> in front of my entire school on a nylon string guitar that wasn't mic'd up, and it was the scariest moment of my life up until that point. Mm-hmm. How did you feel before you went on stage? Nervous. You on stage and then and then afterwards. So, so you nervous? Did you nervous and then embarrassed? Still how I feel. Were... Still how I feel now after I play. But while you were performing, you know, when when everything seems like it's in slow motion and you're floating. Love it. Like main my main character syndrome going off. You know. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <sighs> main character syndrome. I've not heard that on this podcast. That's good. Awesome. Oh yeah! Uh, did you think you, you nailed it? Did you, were you were you happy with the performance? Yeah, kind of. I think I just rushed through it and was very nervous. Um, Everybody's like, "This is the song good. from Seinfeld." <laughs> this is the song from was, Seinfeld. This is the end of Seinfeld. I think it was yeah, good true. for me though to do it. You know, of course it was. Yeah, sink or swim. I've been bottled off stage. You know, you ne- you need to have those moments in your life where you just you're getting up there and you are laid out. I didn't get booed off, so there you go. It's all good. Thanks, Green Day. Yeah, when uh, what, what what happens next? What's the next music that kind of takes you into another another place? Oasis. Amazing. And Hole. I cannot... Hole. Oasis and, and Lady Hole. Gaga. When I we'll pick this up in like ten seconds, when I first met you, uh, I interviewed interviewed you for Rock City, and. Um, one of the first things you said is, "I heard those DMAs the other day. I thought, who are these Oasis cunts? But they're actually pretty good." I was like, that was like the first minute of us talking. Oh <laughs> I yeah, couldn't run Cam- that quote. I couldn't run that quote in News Corp uh, family newspaper, but it was an amazing kind of insight into into you. Yeah, no, um, Kmart Oasis. Kmart Oasis. Beautiful. Kmart Oasis. Um, which which Oasis song? Which Oasis album? Um, well, I don't know how to pronounce acquiesce. Ac- mm-hmm. ac- acquiesce. Yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't know. It was on that album, The Master Plan. I I learned about that song because it was on, it was in the end of an episode of Daria. Oh my god, great reference! You know how they had, um, you know, the song best playing? soundtrack ever. Yeah, they yes. had the best yeah. soundtrack playing at the end the of every whole episode. Freaking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them was maybe it wasn't. No, I don't even think it was Acquiesce. It was that Oasis song that goes sailing down the river alone. I've been trying mm. to find my way back home. That one. 
a real that fresh energy cool. to Oasis then too. Yeah. A, real, a real hunger. I'll yeah. give you a quick impersonation of Daria's mum. <clears throat> Daria? Quinn? Um, back to Oasis. What oh, the, the next song. Oasis okay, song? the song's called Listen Up. Listen Up. Gotcha. From the master plan. That's You're an early adopter right there. I know. I am just so cultured and cool. Um, <laughs> and then it was Lady Gaga. The, like, Just Dance, Poker Face, Paparazzi, Telephone, all the fucking hits. Fuck, she's so good. And then I was just obsessed with Lady Gaga for a few years. Did you ever see Gaga in concert? Yeah, of course I did. I was like, year 10. Tell, and us, about, tell us about that moment. That's a well, full, like, life-changing experience. Well, I was too young to be on drugs, so it was pretty mundane. That's a lie. It was really good. But I think it just would have been a bit better if you were like a, on like a bit of drugs, you know? Mm. You know but I mean? surely at that age, when everything is chemical and you're developing and everything, you're yeah. like a, a youth pastor right now. <laughs> you don't need yeah. drugs, Georgia. <laughs> you know, um, I say give blow the no. Keep going. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I've um, never done drugs, okay? And I'm a virgin. Keep going. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, it was still really good. It was cool. It was a cool performance. But where was it? Some stadium. I don't know. <laughs> I went, I I went with my friend. Kind of level would be. Mm. I went with my friend and I wore like an like outfit. I wore a black leotard with, Amazing. My, bum, my, with, my, with my bum out. And that's where it all began. That's where it all began. Champion yeah. work. And as you left the house, did you give yourself a pep talk? Um, no, I felt kind of embarrassed. I was like, what the fuck am I wearing? Why do I look like this? Can people tell that I didn't shave, you know, past my knees when I shaved my legs? You know? <laughs> All that kind of I'm stuff. I'm glad we had so many of the exact same experiences around that age. Because yeah. those sorts of anxieties are something that I can vividly remember having as well. Yeah, Going I literally, like, like you, oh my God. High school parties and shit. Yeah. Going out to your first concerts, being like, oh, my God, like, what will people think? Yep. Yeah. Funny, because everyone in the room is thinking exactly the exactly. same. I know. How do I look? Do I look okay? Yeah. Am I, and people are putting on fake confidence and mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, wallflowers. It's a whole thing, but we're all, you know, the main character syndrome right there, especially <laughs> at that age. Yeah. Unreal. And do you remember any kind of, like, visceral moment of that concert? Try and dig deep into your memories. No. I, I remember there was like cool projections and cool like neon signs and stuff and it just seemed really chaotic and fuck she's just amazing. Just absolutely. Do you remember amazing. any of her banter? No, none of it. Mm. What was the song um, of the night? Probably just dance. It's a classic. You know, or, How does it go again? Just dance, gonna be okay. Da do do when I see you just dance for to clip the catalog. That one. You know the one? I also keep forgetting Akon's on that track too. Akon. <laughs> Every week an Akon reference on Hit Different. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Hot damn. He's building Ta- his own country. Yeah. Time and a place. He is, isn't he? That's mm-hmm. right. Name a more iconic duo. Um, what comes next for Jimak? Uh, <laughs> Jimak, what comes next? Was was um was Gaga your first concert? Um no, my first concert was when I was like five years old and my mum took me to go see Ricky Martin. Yeah Whoa, don't bury the lead here, cuzzy. Um and I fell asleep. 
<laughs> but do you remember the, the start of it concept. before you were living um, the Beta I remember, lockdown? I remember living the Vita Loca and people were like passing me and my friend around, like our neighbor and her kid and putting us on their <laughs> shoulders and stuff. Because we were just two little nice. children, two little five-year-olds at the Ricky Martin concert with our mums. <laughs> Fantastic. It's the target market oh, for Ricky Martin. Literally, literally. Shit. Good on Literally. You. Fantastic work. Uh, yeah, so we just gone all the way back to age five and now we're jumping forward to maybe even like late teens. God, late teens, it was lots of like, uh, like scrams music and like i don't know i'd pretend to like punk music but i never really did i just did it because i wanted a reason to go to punk shows but i never really liked punk i liked pop music and real commercial stuff but i just wanted to fit in so i would like Mm -hmm. pretend to like punk music and local bands when really i was just like i fucking hate this (laughs) (laughs) what was a moment that you remember thinking why am i here I'm so jack of this. Yes, I want to patch that dude, but why does he keep dancing to this crap music? Um, that was like four years of my life. <laughs> not a not a particular moment. It was like just four whole years. Yeah. Paul Kelly uh, actually to talk about Ricky Martin in the song Every Fucking City, Paul Kelly talks about, you know, dancing. I'm in a nightclub in Paris and they're playing La Vida Loca once again. And I don't know why I'm dancing, but I think that I'm a chance here in every fucking city. Oh my god! Every fucking city is the same. I just that I relate to that being at the Helen Pile, going, "This is a terrible song, but I want to kiss that girl, so I'm just going to keep dancing to this shit music." Yeah, put the work yeah. in. Yeah, I love it. I just wanted to be like cool and be seen at punk shows. Yeah, and like I still do. I still go to punk. I still go to punk shows, <laughs> and in like you know parks and under bridges and shit. So now because... everybody's going to know. They're going to go up to you going, you're having a shit time, aren't you? You're like, shush, don't blow my cover. Yeah, I know. No, I'm not having a shit time. I'm more just like, I'm like Nick Nick Carraway from The Great Gatsby, just watching people enjoy you're it. Observing. And kind of, I'm observing it. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out the appeal. I'm trying to, mm. you know, like, whichever. Love it. What's next, Georgia? Um, next. Oh God, that's like You're doing beautifully. By the way, uh, I guess I'm if just... you were thinking of like your late teens, like what what's the sort of music that you're getting into as you're sort of exploring music for yourself as a musician? Um, I liked I liked bands from like Philadelphia and stuff. So I liked you know like like just a bunch of like fucking indie bands. <laughs> Like Hop Along, of course I liked Bright Eyes. For sure. And like speaking of Philly as well, like regardless of genre, like bands who come out of Philadelphia have such a unique sound mm. and identity behind it, whether or not it's like Philly rappers, whether or not it's like the indie movement coming out of like the early to mid two thousands, like there seemed to be such a strong community and sound coming out of that city in particular. Yeah, no, Philadelphia is the most beautiful place for local music in the whole world Mm. like camp crip's very lucky that we're kind of like we're like a little bit of a part of that yeah Um, sort of philly adjacent yeah we're philly adjacent yeah like we're gonna go record our album in philly like we're gonna be a philly band Mm -mm. um and then the pando happened Uh, it's okay yeah so listening to a lot of philly bands but still always just loving like taylor swift lady gaga 
Katy Perry. Just pop music. Okay, okay so Katy Perry's an interesting run, one, right? Because I feel like her career trajectory is so odd mm. to me. It's and so I f- weird. like and I say odd in like the best way possible. Like mm. she's batshit. Mm. But I love it. She's you kind know? of respected and a punchline at the same time. Do you still listen to much Katy Perry now? None at all. Would you say? Yeah. None at all. But what about, God, what about she had some good songs back Raw in the day. Raw is a jam. She did, yeah. right? Did you remix Gordy? Did Gordy remix you? I know I did a story on it. I remixed I remixed Gordy. And you did a, a incredible job too. Gordy was super happy with it. Turned it into oh, a, a banger. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. What's your dance music pedigree? What does that mean? Um, pedigree. So just like just, just background food. and just the kind of, you've, have you been to raves, you know, for you to remix and, you know, make a bit of a dancey track out of Gordy's song. Um, was was a really really good effort, and it's you know nothing token about it. It actually stands up on its own um, as a whole new thing. Well, it was at that point where I was like, it was like mid Pando, and I was like making songs on my laptop, teaching myself to like fully like produce and sample and like record and engineer stuff. So that like that Gordy song was like my first attempt, first try. Which I think was like a pretty good, pretty good try. Um, pretty good, pretty amazing. Yeah, so I feel good about that. Like there was a time where I was listening to like lots of like SoundCloud rappers, like Lil Peep, like Wicker Phase, mm. uh, like Charlie XCX. Even though she's not, she's more pop than SoundCloud. But like you know, like music like that. I just I wanted to make that kind of music in my in my room. So I was doing that. What took you there? How, how did you get there? Uh, I just downloaded the Ableton free trial. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I wanted to be like self. I wanted to be sustainable, like self-sustainable. I wanted to be able to make my own music and record my own stuff and do it like well. It's like learning to Absolutely. play an instrument. It just expands your mind a bit. And, it, like, my songwriting when I write, like, on my computer is very different to, like, my songwriting not on my computer. Georgia, when you do your um, Vivid Live performance in Gadigal Country, 4th of June, will you, with, you know, solo style, will you bring in any of that? I, like, look, okay, like, I was thinking about it for a while, but I changed my mind quite a lot. And I'm like, do I really want to do the pop thing? Am I too embarrassed to do it? Or do I want to do like a more kind of like Adele, Amy Winehouse kind of vibe? And I like I'm still like I'm still figuring it out. Okay. I'm still figuring out how I want to sound. So and what like what I want to do on stage and stuff like that when I'm by myself. Like yeah, still figuring it out. So we'll see. Who knows? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> the best part is it's up to you. Like yeah. I, I don't think there's people that will tell you what to do. At this stage of your career, Mm-mm. is that right? No, nah, I just kind of do whatever I want creatively. I don't take it too seriously, you know. Yeah, people respond to that as well because you you take it seriously to a point, and then when you present it, you know, it's Georgia Mac. Like it's just a joke. Like when I'm like performing my like like when I like when you saw me perform, like it's it. I don't take it, it's a joke to me. I'm like how how <laughs> embarrassed can I make myself? How next, can I make this everyone? Next called here? Joe Rogan. It's <laughs> about a dude that I rooted <laughs> down the road. <laughs> you listen to Joe Rogan. Which, I don't know. Dude, this, if anyone like, who listens to honestly, the fucking Joe Rogan podcast, 
please, just do a comedy festival show one year. You could do 22 nights. You could sell out. I don't know. Like, I've asked... I've asked Tomo this. I like went through, a f- I go through like phases where I like get really into something. And I went through a phase where I was like, I'm going to do stand up. I'm going to do it because it's everyone will laugh. Because everyone will feel so embarrassed that they will laugh. Of course. For me. Exactly you know what I mean? It'll be like, it'll be like the, the music awards that me and Oz hosted. Oh, at the Amp Awards. It did so well. Oz Faruqi, Georgia Mac, one of the first questions you asked on stage to Amy from Hamill and the Sniffers, okay, you're banned. Fuck, marry, kill, go. Yeah, and she had (laughs) just set the most wonderfully irreverent tone. Yeah, she was ready to go. It was just, yeah, the whole No, because she was ready to go because I'd I'd, I'd be like, can I ask you fuck, marry, or kill? (laughs) (laughs) Just to see that it was okay, you know, just see if she was like down with the joke. Hmm. So she prepared some great fucking answers. She's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Did you love doing that? Because it was you guys aced it. It was exactly oh my God. what the amp needed. It was so scary, but like I kind of loved it because I love being on stage and I love having a microphone. Mm. And I loved doing it alongside Osman because he's he was so good. He was so good at it. Like he was absolutely amazing. I love him. And I loved working with him and we were like workshopping like jokes. There were things that I couldn't say. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Uh, no, no, and Genesis Awusu won. A great, great interview with him. You go. Oh, like I'd called my publicist being like, do you reckon I could ask this question? And she's like, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> like, I mean, do what you want, but I would I really not recommend it. What was gonna be the question? Uh, not telling. It's a secret. I don't want to get smart. Yeah, fat. Well done. You. Yeah, well done. You. I, I, I made pass the test. I made intense eye contact with Sos then, and I could tell even as I said, probably shouldn't ask, but we could. We're, it was. It was. It terms. wasn't like a, it wasn't like a question. It was just me gonna make a little comment. What's good? Just I a little comment, but I was like, no, yeah. I don't want to like shit all over the amp awards that I've been asked so nicely to, you know. And it wasn't against the amp awards. It was just like. Political hmm. differences that I have, <laughs> you know. Totally. What happens um, next in your in your musical in your musical life? Um, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but sort of we're, we're nearing towards your current age, uh, musically. So SoundCloud rappers, what's the, what's the the other stuff that you were really you know getting? I mean, obviously Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, but what else? Uh, Limp Biscuit, new Limp Biscuit. Old Limp Biscuit, but actually, my life, yeah. my musical life right fan. now is pretty much dominated by Mac Miller. Like all yeah, I listen yeah. to, all I listen to is Mac Miller. Like I've, I've got two Mac Miller tattoos. Like I love Mac Miller. Yeah. Really? I was listening to him this morning. Oh, so I'm good. the biggest. I'm the biggest fan. I think he is the most incredible musician, producer, writer. Like, like his, he's just so good. He well, he was just so good. Like yeah, I feel like it kind of just it. Well, I mean, I feel like people were giving him his flowers for all of those things when he was alive. But then mm. after he passed, it was really kind of wild to see, like, just how many musicians, artists, creatives, fans, whatever, from so many different music communities came out and was just like, no, he was, like. He, he was, was something guy. else. He was something yeah. else, and he but also still like, so humble about it. Yeah, I know. And he would produce 
for other people under the name Larry Fisherman so that it wasn't like Mac Miller is yeah and he'd yeah like he produced for like a lot of people just like under that like secret name so it wasn't like it wasn't like Mac Miller like take you know taking all the yeah um, yeah credit so he could shine a light on artists that he really loved and respected and wanted to work with like you know like he he was he was a special fucking he was a special dude mm, big, yeah. big loss for me the spins is the mac miller jam i go to oh yeah which is so weird because that's on like that's on kids which is such an old album but it just like blew up on tiktok but like the spins fucks. The spins is so good. But there's also the like, oh my fucks. god. Like I need like I'll make you like a playlist of like Mac Miller songs that are like I'll make you a greatest hit CD playlist. Yeah. That's so good. What were you listening to? I was listening to Ladders this morning. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I love that song so much. But it's I with all of his music though, like I could go months without listening to it and then it'll come on a playlist and then it's just like, okay, I'm going back down my Mac Miller rabbit hole, you know what I mean? And then that's all yeah. I listen to for like yeah. months afterwards. Um, the album The Divine Feminine yeah. is the most the most perfect album ever made. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just perfect. It's just it is is exactly what it is. <laughs> like yeah. it's for all real. just about how amazing women are. Because he wasn't, he wasn't a piece of shit. Like I love Mac Miller. He was incredible. Last one for you, Georgia. What is the current obsession of you with music? We always ask this stuff. I guess at the end of Hit Different, we go around and just ask the song that you just can't get enough of at the moment. The song that I can't get enough of at the moment is probably a song called "Heavy Heart" by Barty Strange. I think What's he's that? from. I he's love from Barty Strange. Yeah, I think he's from Washington. Yeah, and like literally on her American tour. Yeah, like I literally just like DM'd him yesterday on Instagram. Or like he like put out a QA and I was like all not like QA, but like ask me anything. And I was like, tour with me. And then he like rep- he like got in my DMs and he was like, Oh my god, I'm a fan. And I was like, fuck off, like I'm such oh, a fan. Yeah. Sick. Scoop. Love that. But like Heavy Heart is such a good song. Like it just the it it fucks. Like it's so fucking good. I can't get over it. And he's, like, doing so well now. He's just, like, touring. He's, like, all these fucking cool bands. Like, so deserving. Like, he is incredible. Like, we we love. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you've got it. quite a good meeting of minds there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Have, Hopefully so, maybe we'll, we'll make a song together or something. Well, we're breaking we'll, it now. Yeah. Now we'll tag him in and say, when's the tour? So we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. expedite this process. Thank you. We, got, we still owe you 10 minutes at the start. So, uh, the um, Vos. So, when I was in Adelaide over the weekend, uh, I went to WOMAD, which was amazing. I saw Electric Fields play, who I stand anyway, but they played in like this pocket of, of the festival site. So, it was like they turned like this pocket of the Adelaide Botanic Park into a fucking nightclub. And it was amazing. They had like contemporary dances. Like, it was a, it was a whole big thing. Anyway, and they debuted. Their new single, Catastrophe, which has just come out today. Fucking stunning. Catastrophe fucks. <laughs> Catastrophe fucks. Uh, vocally so strong. Um, but it's more than it's more than just like a 
quote unquote like cl- like made for the club type yep. track. Yep. Like I really like what they're doing lyrically, the productions like elevated. Like it just feels like electric feels like elevated mm. up another couple of notches. Mm. So mm. I really like what they're doing. But yeah, that that track is dropped yeah today officially. So. I've been rinsing that. To hark back to what we were talking about earlier with Triple J and Double J, etc. So I got asked to do the Electric Fields bio. Absolute pleasure to talk to Z. And they were really aiming for gold energy to make it onto Triple J. That's mm. the whole point of the bio. And I'm wondering whether Catastrophe will do be that moment for them. If Double J is on FM radio, mm. it won't matter so much as mm. well. Just very interesting to see a band like that who are just everywhere they go, they just gather so many fans in the space yeah. of one show. I, know, d- so I don't know why they haven't smash through that ceiling well i know why mm. they haven't but it's like mm. for fuck's sake i know you I know? know read the room read the room um but yeah to go back to your original experience there that sounds amazing oh sounds it's incredible very cool and it's i listened to a track uh, austin atto austin atto it's called when love is tender and it's kind of like a soul jam but it's actually a low-key banger like it just every time about every sort of 30 seconds it hits you with an extra bass line or an extra sort of drum kind of like a heaviness of drums. It's freaking amazing. And I cool. can't wait to DJ it all weekend. Sick. So I heard on Triple R yesterday. Hey, Georgia Mac, thanks for hanging out with us, thanks, you freaking gemstone of a human. Thanks for every time. You just you never phone it in. It's just all absolute honesty and vulnerability and greatness and funniness. So just keep being you because we love you, sister. Oh, my God. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for having me. Bless your hearts. Enjoy, uh, enjoy Sydney like you're already enjoying and just continue to enjoy. Hashtag enjoy. Shut up. You made me feel like I wasn't in Sydney for five minutes. We had uh, we had 120 minutes of your time and we really, really dig it. And we will see you in Melbourne or Sydney, wherever. Please go and support Georgia. Stream her albums. Uh, get on Bandcamp. Some artwork here I'm seeing. Limited edition prints on your Insta. Are they all gone? These oil portraits. I don't know. Portraits? It just says limited edition oh, prints yeah. this oh, is no, from three weeks ago. They're gone. They're gone. Dang. They're gone. Wow. They're gone. Well, good for people who got it. That's, that's yeah, I, um, really demand. I bought the original painting by Avram Brossi and I gave it to my grandparents to remind them who the favorite is. And it's me. I'm the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> to recap, it is I. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. I don't. Good luck with. They don't need to tell me that I'm the favorite. I know that I'm the favorite. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Good luck with everything with running with a hurricane. And, uh, yeah, congrats on making such a, um, a considered and smart record. Thank you so much. I, I, awesome. yeah, thank you for being so nice to me. Back at you. Cool, All babe. right. You know, we just appreciate your time. All right, friends, support us, support everybody. Get around everybody. Be kind. Be awesome. We love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.